Um, here we go. Okay, so we'll start again. So this book is really out there for the in-betweeners out there. So the Hebrew word for in-betweeners is benoni, right? Somebody who's in-between. Somebody who's not either a tzaddik, someone who's not a rasha. And what we explained last week, and this is like really the intro, you'll, you can re-listen to it, is that a benoni is somebody who has the impulses of a rasha, somebody who constantly feels the drives that we naturally feel, whether it's to eat or to procreate or to take care of ourselves physically, whatever the physical, the drives that we have that we would necessarily like act upon right away. But he's able to control his impulses like a tzaddik. So you have both within you. You have tzaddik-like because you're able to control yourself. You have rasha-like because you have the impulses and then you work it through together. And one way that the Balatanya explains this is with this concept that you were created with two souls. When you were first created, you had this animalistic soul. You had this part of you that just like literally like a baby, like I'm hungry, feed me. I'm tired, put me to bed. Where's my passy? Where's my blanket? Right? Like, you know, give me my clothing. It's color war. We're team yellow. Why? Who has yellow shirts? Like, don't be yellow. Just do red and blue. <laughs> you know, comes home. She's like, I'm color war captain. I'm yellow. I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't have any yellow. She's like, give me a yellow tutu. Nobody has yellow tutus. Like, you have a yellow tutu? You have every color? I know. Okay, fine. You're right. I have a blue from the state fair, but like, I don't have yellow. So, so like, we have these things that were like, there's drives that we want to just survive. We just want to live. We only care about ourselves. Sometimes teenagers fall into this category. And, like, sometimes even 10-year-olds fall into this category. Like, give me, give me, give me. Adults feel like this. And that is your animal soul. That's primal. That's what you were born with. That's what you have. And, by the way, that's what allows you to survive. You wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be taking care of yourself. You wouldn't be going to the gym if you didn't have the feel of an animal soul. But as you get older, and girls at 12 and boys at 13 are given a nefesh alokis, which is a second soul, which is something that we have that really all it wants to do is go back home. It's like so homesick. It's like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here in this world. All I want to be is connected to Hashem. That's where I come from. That's what I want to be. That's, that's where I, I know that that's my calling. And all it wants to do is just become like swallowed up into oneness and going back to God. Now, if you have this every single day at every single moment, you have these two souls within inside of you. I gave this example that it's like Rifko and she had twins inside of her. Does anybody here have twins? No? I feel like you want to remember somebody about twins. No, I feel like everybody's twins, right? So twins, you have two things inside of you. Or if you have like kids who are very close in age and one of them is like a tzaddik and one of them is like, you know, whatever. It's like dealing with those two kids at all times. It's like this constant battle with inside of you that you're like, all I want to do is take care of myself, but all I want to do is just be one with God. So it's like everything that the other one does is out to get them. It's like, if all I want to do is exist and take care of myself, and I don't have anything to do with my nefesh locus. And all I want to do is take care of just my spiritual things and go back to Hashem and just see that, see Hashem in everything, then I can't even be a person. You understand? Like, the whole, the whole root of an animal's soul is just physicality, me, 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 me. And the whole root of the godly soul is just Hashem, 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 not you. So you don't even exist. So if I would just become one with my godly soul, we'd just all be one one neshama, back to like what it was originally, like Adam Arisha. But we're not. So we have this battle. So what does this book say? So what do we learn from Tanya? He explains that you have to be a Benoni. You have to be this perfect balance of these two. And that's how you live your life. That's having the drives of your animal soul, like eat without making a bracha, just feeding yourself, like all these animalistic things that you might feel, but putting the nefesh locus in the driver's seat and saying, I'm in control. 
And that's, by the way, using all your kohos for the right things and recognizing that all those kohos come from Hashem is doing that exactly. You're like, oh, I have the ability, last night we did this like paint and pour in the city and this girl who was teaching and I'm like, this is so cool. Like she's an art teacher, but like she's using her art and she's like super artistic. She just told me she was Abby Wallen's sister. I'm like, oh, you're so famous. Mm -hmm. um, and she's so cute. And she was like, I'm using, she loves art. And she's like, I'm using it. I'm coming here to teach a class of 30 girls who are growing, right? Like, you know, in their, in their age type. So it's like, you take your, your, what you were given, you would take your nephew because you take this like spiritual thing that only wants Hashem and then you use it for those things. So it's like, you have a horse, that's your animal soul and you're holding the reins. Not that everyone horseback riding, but like I would imagine that that's what it would feel like, right? Okay, so your so your nephew locus is in the driver's seat. So that was like the main idea of the first class. The second idea that we're going to start to that was like the first chapter is that you were given two souls. Okay, so don't if you ever feel like some days you're like today I'm feeling so holy, like I'm coming to Mashiach, right? And then it's like you go to like House of Lane Creek because they're having a sale. Like by the way, it's like so dangerous that they're like literally on my corner now, and I'm like this is so bad. Did you go in yet? No. It's like literally right here. So it's like, oh my gosh, and then I'm on my way home. I stop on a sale. We're like, oh, but it's an ID. Am I really loving But it's on sale. So I cook. So it's like, wait, who am I? Like, who am I? Like, am I somebody who goes to Sherman and learns? Or am I somebody who just loves to shop in clothing and do my nails? You know, do all my good laundry, right? Like before the 90. What, who am I? And it's like, you're both. And it's such a like relaxing feeling. Cause like I ha you have these moments where like you'll, you'll you, like Adina, you just went to like rip child. You're on this high, right? Like you go to this place and you feel so good. Like girls feel this when they come home from seminary or girls feel this when they come home from camp. Like you're in such a good place. And then it's like, it hits you so fast. And then you stop yourself in your tracks and you say, it's okay. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. How am I going to navigate the situation? How am I going to make this a little bit better? Okay. So that's the idea of the first chapter. The second chapter, and I am really going to use this because it just reminds me. The first chapter is the concept that a Jew has two souls. One is from the animal soul. It derives from the natural spiritual realm of Klippas Noga. And it is a blend of good and evil. The second one talks a little bit more about the godly soul. So that's what we're going to try to do now. So if we want to understand that we have these souls, it's very hard to talk about souls. So we were saying that this is like very deep, right? Like this is like, is this too scary? So I'm telling you, like I was scared for a year until Mary actually was like sitting on her porch and she's like, I'm learning Tanya. And you're like, I'm listening to Shay's Town. And I'm like, right like we could because otherwise it's it's like who like what is this like I, i've never learned this before it's very scary but it's it's really very very practical in this sense that we have souls souls are a scary word to say because i don't know who's my soul where's my soul like does your soul leave you your soul comes to you every night i say moda every night i go to sleep my soul goes up i say moda what is a soul so we can't really understand the soul because we don't see it so when you don't see something it's very hard to to grasp it right that's why by the way like i'm a very visual person when i'm learning like if i'm not taking notes like i am like what's happening over there in the background like who's talking i may need to make or by the way sometimes even when i'm taking notes i'm making shopping lists like so i know that in order for me to focus i really really need to see it but i don't see my soul so how do i connect to my soul so in order for us to connect to it, and I'm, I'm going to try it, and like I said, this is not something I'm so fluent in, but I'm going to try to teach it and really just ask questions because this is it's very esoteric. It's a soul. It's not here. But if we understand the anatomy of it, then we could. So in biology, right, we learn about like the anatomy of how things are created, how humans are created. And just like a human is created, your soul is also created. And the way that we say this in Hebrew is that it's, it's like formed from God. So God has all these, what we refer to in Hebrew as spheros, 
okay? Uh, like not like a sphere, like in Hebrew spheros. I don't even think that there's like an like an like a one way of saying it. I think it's just multiple. There's no like um no one no like yachid form. It's only like Robin, spheros, right? So it's like it's men. What are these? These are like the DNA of Hashem, like the way that he connected to this world. He, in Hebrew, it's called nishtalshal. He was like, it was like a chain. He like unfolded himself, and then we became a being. We became a soul. So it's like Hashem is here, and then he like folded himself down, and when it reached down to this world, he imbued those powers that he used to create himself to create a neshama also. And it's the same anatomy as Hashem, but in Hebrew, when they're referring to Hashem, we refer to them as spheros, but when we refer to them in ourselves, they're referred to as kohos. Kohos is a much easier word for me to understand. Koach is koach, my strength, right? Like, it's what I use, like, my kids say, I mean, this is a problem when you're parenting and you hear your kids saying things like, ah, no koach. I'm like, whoa. Like, where do they hear that? That's me. Like, they, that's not, they didn't learn that in school, like, I have no koach, right? So what does it mean, koach? Like, I'm always like, Hashem should give you koach. You should be able to, what is koach? What is that? It's your strengths. It's your powers. Okay, it's not just like physical strength lifting weights. It's actual spiritual powers that you were created with. So you were given a neshama that's similar to Hashem, in essence, in its anatomy and its creation, but it manifests itself here in powers. Okay, so I have strength. So what are those powers? And we could divide them into two. Okay, so there are three intellectual and seven emotional. Now, the three intellectual, you've for sure heard them, are actually the acronym, acronym for Chabad. Chachma, Bina, and Das, right? So if anybody wants to ever know what Chabad stood for, it was Chachma, Bina, Das, and it's the three intellectual capacities. They're the right side of your brain, the middle side of your brain. Das is, Das, we're gonna, we're gonna discuss Das a little bit because Das is a lot, of, a lot about like knowledge and focusing, and we'll, that's probably like the most elusive one, but we'll get there. Um, and then the seven emotional are our emotional traits. You've heard these names before, and if not, you're hearing it now. It's Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Hod, Yesod, Netzach, and Malchus. Sorry, it's Hod, no, it's Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus. So those are seven emotional ways that we can interact with this world and we use our powers to do it. So we'll try to understand it like this for one second. Another way that the Baltani explains it as the three intellectual are seen as the parents, okay? The mother and the father, where the seven emotional ones are your children. Okay, so we have parents and we have children. And you'll, you'll see why. It, it Actually, it's, it's a beautiful metaphor, and you start to see it in your life a lot. Um, not just a male-female relationship with giving and receiving, but more so when you see parents and then you see children, you're like, wow, it, it really grows into something. You could just, by the way, imagine the human body, okay? I always think, like, Da Vinci, like, he did something when he was drawing that picture. Like, I, I talk about this a lot. We were talking about it in the rest of the book club also. That, like, you know that picture of the man? Somebody here is intellectual. What's it called? Uh, somebody's been to like nobody went to like France like this year or like where is it Paris? Sorry. Um, the picture of the human body of like Da Vinci painted it. Yeah, like his hand out. What? What's it called? It's called something. It's like um, um, I forgot what it's called. Okay, I'll look it up after. Um, so we are, he like drew this picture of a hand. So you see like of a man standing like this, you see his head and then you have the right side of him and the left side of him and we have, we have powers within us. But it was what we refer to as this, I keep hearing this word, it's kind of like this reflection or like an unfolding of how Hashem wanted it to happen. So 
What is Chachma? The Chachma is the first of the, if it's the first of the spheres, what is it? So Chachma can be seen as like this flash or this like burst of like intuition or an idea. I want to create something. I want to do something. I have a business idea. I have an app idea. I want to create. And you have this like just intuition. It's Chachma. It comes to you. Like it just comes. And then it's the, it lays there dormant until it has Bina, which is literally like he explains about Tanya, like a womb, like the, the female womb that catches that inspiration and then creates something with it. But not without Das. What is Chachma is that flash of intuition. I have this idea. It's like sometimes in Hebrew it's referred to just like as a point, like a Nakuda. Have you ever heard that word? Like Nakuda. What's a Nakuda? Just a little dot. Happens to be, I was recently, um, I was davening with my father. He has a hard time now with his davening and he like needs a lot of help with it. And as I was saying it, he's like, no, no, Ivra, Ivra, like say the words rightly with the right nakudos. And I'm like, he's like, which one is it? I'm like, the one with the three dots that goes like this. I was like, shoot, I don't even know what that one's called. Like, I'm like, I know Segal and like Tere, like my daughter's only in kindergarten. So like I have time to remember the names of the nakudos, but nakudos are just dots, right? Like a nakuda. That's what Chachma is. It just, it's a little dot there. It has everything in it, but it's waiting to be unfolded. And it can be deposited into this womb of Bina, like a Kli, a vessel. And then there it's allowed to grow. But how does it grow? Through Das. Okay, if you have Chachma on one side of the room and Bina on the other side of the room and they, they're not integrated, there will not be Das. And Das, by the way, if you look for the first time that the word Das is said in the Torah, is Vayeda Adam Esishto, that Adam knew Chava. What does it mean he knew her? He knew her name? He actually did name all the other animals, but he said none of the animals are good for him. But when it came to Chava, it says he knew his wife. Knew means, like it was, it was in Hebrew, it's das, it's marital intimacy. It's like, it's focusing your, all your attention, all your kochos on this one person, and then through that comes children. So if you have man on one side and woman on the other side and there's no da'as, there's no vayeda es ishto, there's no focusing, intent, literal, actually, like intimacy, then nothing's going to be born of it. But if you focus, if you even just from looking across the room, you can focus in on that, children will be born from that. Think about an idea that you've had that you allow to develop and, and you got help. You got help to develop it. You had people, you had this idea, you wanted to do something and then it just came out and then it developed. Like, I'm like, look at Tivia. Like, I don't know what happened here, but I, I'm telling you, I had this idea. I'm like, okay, we're gonna teach Tanya. I'm gonna go live. 30 minutes later, she's like, or it was like an hour. It was There's the next morning, the next morning. She was like, let's do it. Let's have a chabura. And then we have eight girls sitting around the room and we're learning. So how did that develop? We focused on it. We're like, okay, we had a conversation. We paid attention. And attention, by the way, and focus is such a triggering word in this generation. Like, I, I, this is what I do. Like, I'm a school psychologist, and every day I get messages. I can't focus. I can't focus in school. I don't just need medicine. And it's like focus. Like, what is it? What is the ADHD? What is the inability to focus? It's because our generation is lacking that das. It's like I have an idea. I know how to do it. I have a computer programmer to develop it, but like I can't just actually sit and do it. It's like it's a generational thing. It's like. I don't know, there's like this trend I saw like now on TikTok, it's like bed rotting. It's like, what's bed rotting? It's like basically when you have that day and you just like go back into bed and then you just sit there and then like, and they're watching Netflix and you just like, you're literally, and it's like, our grandparents didn't have this. Like, you didn't have a choice. Like, you got up and you went to work and you made bread and you went to food. There's no like, okay, maybe things are happening faster. 
Like I can make a grocery order and it's here and I'm not, and I'm not like, you know, developing the field, but I have the intuition to go online and click it in and push yes, send, even though yesterday I was waiting for my delivery a whole day and I forgot to push send. You know, there's like a lot of things, pick a time, do you want it earlier, tip, call for things, right? And it's like all these things and it's like, we don't have this ability to focus. So our generation, especially now, it's the most important to develop our children we need to have that focus. We need to have that das. Das in a male-female relationship is intimacy, but das in any relationship, whether it's mother to child or father to son or rebbe to, to, to student, that focus is so, so, so important. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't have anything without it, okay? So we have chachma, bina, then we have das, which melds together. And then what's born from that? Children. Children are your emotions. So if anybody for one second says like, oh, I don't have free will, I'm just like an angry person, my mother always did it this way, so I always did it this way, right? Like when, when you get stuck in your ways, that's because you think that you don't have control over your emotions. But here in Atanya, it's saying that you actually do. The more you take chasad, the more you take chachman bina and focus it, the more you will develop your emotions. Think about it. The things that you think about are the things that you feel about. I have this all the time, like, and I'm always like so scared to do this online, but like you have some of your children maybe that you care a drop more about. There's something about it. And I actually, I heard this from, from my mother-in-law. She said that the kids that you have the hardest time with and you spend the most time with, you will have the most nachas from. And it's like, why? What about the kid who, it's just easy for him, right? The kid that just gets hundreds on the test and is valedictorian, I had nothing to do with it, it was good genes. I'm like, he's a Wopsie, like, you know, he comes from that side. <laughs> and the Wopsies give creativity. But this idea where like, if there's a kid of mine that is struggling and I spend much, much, much more time on her, on that one specifically, and I focus all my attention on it, I will automatically develop emotions towards her. I will automatically miss her, love her, care for her more than, than my other children. That's how it happens. Think about a project that you've been working on that you care so much about. What you focus on is what you care about. So you do have free will. If I wake up in the morning and I focus on, I'm gonna have a good davening. And even if I don't have a good davening, I'm just gonna say more davening with a drop more intent that automatically makes your emotions holier. The things that you think about affect the way that you that your emotions are. So like, yes, you could say maybe it's a trend. I don't know why I downloaded Shreva. I'm not a runner. I, I'm trying. But if I put my focus and I and I was like, oh, I started running. I'm like, are you looking at my like speed time? Because like, I'm <laughs> like, no, no, no. I should be running three miles an hour. I'm running like, you know, eight miles an hour, whatever it is. But I, there's something that you focus on. If you decide I'm gonna focus on my exercise, I'm gonna focus on my diet, I'm gonna focus on my learning, you will develop feeling towards it. That's what happens. So the answer is that yes, we do have free will and we are able to affect our emotions in a positive way and that's all because we focus on the intellect. So we focus on the upper three intellectual, which are our parents, and then that develops the, way, the things you think about, the things that you love, the things that you care about. I think that we have to like change like the, the, the script like for our kids and like stop being so scared of like focusing on them and like attention on them because like, we sometimes we, we don't by the way it's really because we're scared we think it's like oh because i'm so busy right i'm so busy like stop what are you nudging me like what are you showing me what are you doing right this is all my mom look at me and i'm like let me just finish this email let me just and it's like when am i sitting and focusing on this kid because i think that the things that i'm busy with are more important like a friend of mine told me this about like older people like we think this all the time like older me i'll come visit them when i see them whatever my grandmother my parent whatever it is because i'm so busy 
what's to say that what you're doing is busier than, they're, than what they're doing, you know? So we have this misconception of like the things that we need to focus on and the things that we need to care about. And it's like, whatever I really focus on, I will see children born from that. I will see good things come from that. And that's why we try to expose our kids to higher level intellectual things. And we talk about things. Like my grandfather was just after her. And we talk about Chesa Mason. Like my daughter's like, where's I I'm like, he's in Shemayim. What does it mean he's in Shemayim? I don't know. He's there. He's in Shemayim. He's with Hashem. Oh, wow, he's with Hashem, but I thought Hashem is here. But I'm like, Hashem is everywhere. Oh, right, Hashem is everywhere. And then she skips off on going onto the bus. Like, what? Like, she needed a tiny class this morning? No, but like, if you are open about these things, these big intellectual scary concepts, it just becomes part of you. And then at some point in her life, it's going to click. And she's going to be like, oh, I know what it means that Hashem is everywhere. That even when I'm in hardships. And if I see my parents talking about it like it's normal, then I'll also think it's normal. So we shouldn't be scared of these big, scary things because this is really what forms us and forms who we are as people when it comes to our emotions. And trust me, like emotions are the, sometimes we can think like just the animalistic part of us, but it can be elevated by all the things that we think about. Does this make sense? Intellectual, yeah, okay. So your godly soul has all these co-hosts, right? Your, your nefesh alokis, the second one, the one that kicked in a little bit later, has all these co-hosts. Now what about my animal soul that I was given at birth. Does it have the same co-host? Take a guess. I was thinking so. Mm-hmm. You would think so, right? You would think so. It's funny, because like at first, isn't that, right? isn't that the fight? It actually has the same things. So sometimes we think that they want different things. Like, do you ever think that like, there's a part of me that just like, wants to be like unhealthy, eat like greasy pizza? And then there's a part of me, like there's certain moments where I'm like, Today I'm going to have a pork and slice pizza. Like today I'm going to have like brick oven pizza. I just got myself an uni because I got Instagram ads for it. And I'm like, I'm like going back and forth. Like you literally, if you need anything in your life, just like talk to your phone and you will have it. It's like, I feel like it comes the end of the before I lose yeah. my brain. By the way, but I love it. Like I like, I like I tap into it. Like. And I was like, we need a griddle in the kitchen. Oh, I said, I have this added. It's a great one. And there's a July 4th sale. And I ordered it. And it's coming. And it's like, it's great, right? So we don't even have to, our mind, by the way, that's why I'm like, AI is like, our mind is ready thinking for us. Like, we don't have to do the thinking, you know? But you would think that, like, the animal soul wants, like, greasiness. It, and, and, and the, and the, and the nefesh locust just wants alamhama. But it's not true. Because the nefesh alokis wants to be here just as much, even though we like say like, oh, it only wants to be up to Hashem. The nefesh alokis realizes something so deep. It says that down here in this world, I can actually be something. What is, what is the nefesh alokis? What are the neshamos doing in Shemayim? This is like a very deep concept. You can try this on your kids. Like, what are they doing? Like in Shemayim, what are all the neshamos doing up there? They're so happy, right? They're learning from like, Ziv Hashchina, right? Like, I remember these like chazals, right? Like they're all sitting around in the light of the Yasan and they're like learning. Like, what are they doing there? If they don't have an Nefesh Bahamas, if they don't have a goof, then what's missing? The action. The action. And the action is the most important because it can't fulfill what it needs if it's only up there. It doesn't have the ability to act out. That's why Malachim are tzaddikim, right? Malachim, the way that we envision Malachim are all white. Like Yom Kippur, we try to tap into that. Why? Because they're all white. They're all spiritual beings. They don't necessarily um, have taivas like we do or whatever. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's why I'm always like, you said I could tell you anything. So I don't know if they have taivas, but they definitely don't act on them. 
like like a tzaddik, right? Like what's the tzaddik in this mush over here? Tzaddik, Rosh Hamidoni. A tzaddik, all its impulses are holy. Like it, it, like it's triggered by something and it acts upon it in a positive way. Maybe that's what malachim are. Like they don't have the ability, they don't have the guf, they don't have the body, and they don't have the actions to put it out. So we always think like all we want to do is go up there to Shemayim. But really, we also want to be down here because we realize we have a kayak down here that we can do it. So how do we do it down here in this world? And I'll, we'll end here with this concept, with the concept of levushim, okay? I don't know if you've ever heard of, I mean, levush in Hebrew is what? What is that in English? Clothing, Clothing right? So we have soul powers. We have chachma, bina, das. We take those three intellectual, we focus in on them, and then emotions are born. Acts of kindness, restriction, loving, hod, netach, yisod, malchus. All those emotions are played out, but how do they manifest here in this world? If I'm a godly soul and I have these soul powers, how do I how do I figure out this world? What how do I how do I, I'm, I'm a god a, a godly soul right? I'm, I'm I'm connected to Hashem. I'm white. I'm clear. I don't know how do I connect to this world? Hashem gives us clothing so that we can use our soul in this world. I always think back to like the first thing that Adam and Chava right? What was the story? What happened with Adam and Chava? They had to get dressed after they... They had to get dressed. Like, what was that? Like, why do all of a sudden they have to get dressed? It's such a funny thing. Like, think back to those stories. Like, the stories of Barishas are, like, the deepest stories. Like, everything is in that story. Everything you ever want to know or learn is in the story of Adam and Chava. They, they messed up, right? So it used to be that they were they were what? What does it say that their skin was, by the way? Like nails. Like nails, right? It was almost like see-through. Like, I never understood that. And then that night, Rose, like, by um, Abdullah, right? I'm like... Wait, like hold the candle back together, right? I need a new Abdullah candle. This is my reminder. Like every every month, I'm like, shoots, we need a new one, right? So nails are my reminder. But the idea where there, we'll explain what the nail was, and that's actually a klipa. But we'll get to that when we get to the chapter of klipas. But um, the idea was that how does Hashem gave them clothing so that they can use their soul in this world? And what is clothing? The way that the Balatani explains the clothing is that it's three ways, three clothings. Okay, we got three outfits. Okay, we got three seasons. Let's like skip summer, right? Let's go straight into fall. No, I love summer, but it's always like, you know, it's like, what's your like, you know, like those people who get like their, their seasons red, like what season they have? Palette. Color palette. And so anyway, so we have three clothings. What are three clothings? What is our allegution? It's speech, thought, and action. Okay. Those are, by the way, all levels of like behavior and action or whatever, we'll explain them more like next week or next class before we do this again. But this idea that we have three ways of dressing up our soul, okay? Our soul has 10 soul powers. We have ways to connect to this world, but we can't connect to it unless we have these clothing and that's how it manifests in this world. If we without clothing, we would just be in Nefesh Alokas. We would just be floating up in Jemai. We wouldn't have a way to do it. So in a way, we have to think that we right now are at the highest level. Like we think that all we want to do is go to the next world. The next world is Om Haba, it's amazing, whatever. Hashem says it's even better down here with your co-host and with your Lahushim because you then have control over your actions. A tzaddik doesn't really have control over their actions. Someone who's in Shemayim doesn't really have control. They don't have free will. Why? Because everything is just drawn to do good. Here, down here, in this world, with our soul powers and with our soul holding, we can make a difference. And that's, that's the amazing part. That's the special part. That's what makes us higher in a way. Like you ask yourself, like, am I higher? Am I greater? Am I better than like Malachim? We have the ability to do more. And that's why, by the way, like, we're always like Jewish people are obsessed with doing things like Eloi Nishmas, right? 
Why do they always want to do like things Le'ilu Nishmas for other people? Like they for, can't do it themselves. They can't do it themselves anymore, so we do it for them. So like, kind of like your soul clocks in at a certain level when it gets there, but the more you do for that neshama, the higher it goes, but it's because we're doing it for them. So that is how you should think of the Levushim. The Levushim are the things that you do, let's say, for people who pass away. Like this, I was having a hard time understanding Levushim, so this was like my way. So this is just like my mashal of like thinking like, okay, if I think about this person, right? Like today is like the yard side of the Yismach Moshe, right? So like, I don't know who he was. My father-in-law has a shul named Yisvach Moshe. I didn't, I didn't know him, right? And now the more I think about that person, okay, it elevates his neshama. We light candles for neshamas. Why? Like sometimes like we have like, you know, a lot of people, Yisvach, and we light a lot. Of, why are we lighting candles for the neshama? Because we're, it makes us think about that. So our thoughts, our actions, let's say I donate money for that person, or I help my daughter with, my, with her homework, or my speech, the things that I say, like my tefillos, are all ways of taking your soul powers and using them in this world. I want to use them in this world. I want to activate my soul powers. I have powers. I don't know what it is. Like, I like whether it's like your simcha, whether it's your organization, whether it's your friendliness, whether it's your connection to getting somebody a job, whatever you have, if you use levushim on top of that, that's how we create something in this world. So how do I use my nisham in this world? I don't know my nisham. My nisham is see-through. My nisham is clear. I don't know what it is. Is it real? It comes from... I want to use my nisham in this world. I'll clothe it with speech, thought, and action. And that's how I can use it. Is this including the animalistic soul also? Or are you just talking... So now we're first talking about the godly soul. The animal soul also does. And I'll explain just like... Because you got there one second. There's also soul food. There's not just clothing for your neshama, there's also food for your neshama. So the clothing is kind of like mitzvahs. Think about it, right? Like we have 613 mitzvahs. They're not just here for us to write mitzvah notes, which I'm so bad about, but like, they should they should do that. Like, this should be an Instagram thing. Like AI should make like mitzvah notes. They have already pre-made. I don't believe in mitzvah notes. You don't believe in mitzvah notes, no. <laughs> Me neither, because they're really not mitzvahs. They're just like mommy's lazy and I need help right now. Right, I know. But like they should have like pre-made, like help the brother, help your sister, right? Like clean her knapsack, clean your room. We should have, it was so good on Javas and said her to Torah, like even with your signature. So what are mitzvos? Mitzvos are those clothing. The clothing is mitzvos. It's it's an amazing thing when you think about it. Like, and maybe this brings me back to Chabad. Like they're all about just do a mitzvah. Just do a mitzvah. Like why? Light a Shabbos candle. You're not going to keep Shabbos. Why are you telling someone to light a candle? Do it. You'll see. You're activating your neshama. Put on tefillin. Why? In front of Geth. I'm always like, they're so amazing. Like, you're always sitting there. They're always wrapping people with tefillin. Do a mitzvah. What, what is it? What is even? Like, why? What if I'm not, like, Shomer Shabbos? Like, I should make Havdalah if I'm not Shomer Shabbos. I didn't even start Shabbos, right? Like, I should light candles even though that I know that one minute later I'm not going to be Shomer Shabbos. Like, do a mitzvah because that's activating your soul powers. And it just comes. It's like, you know, um... Another chazal, right? Mitzvah goras mitzvah. It's like you do one thing and then it goes leads to the next and the next and then you don't know where it's going, but it's here, right? I, I said I'm going to go on here and now we're all learning. What's happening? I don't know, but I'm activating my the clothing. I don't know if it's like the summer season because I'm always like, I don't work in the summer, so it's like different. Something, something is being activated by some by some thought. It was a thought to do it. It was an action that came here and our speech is now working and that's mitzvahs. That's the 613 mitzvahs. They're not just here for mitzvah notes. They're here as your clothing. If you think of it as your clothing, you're like, let me fill my closet with as many things as I can. But next week we'll get into soul food and that's actually Torah.
So the difference between Torah and mitzvahs, but we'll explain that in comparison to the animal. So this is all, by the way, just about the godly soul. Your godly soul came down into this world, it came second, it has a set of soul powers, and it has a set of clothing, and that clothing is your thought, your action, and your speech. Basically integration, like integrating all these like lofty ideas. Right, it's like, how do I like, how do I, I have all these ideas, they're like see-through, they're sparkly, they're, they're somewhere up there, but how do I, right, like that, how do I make it practical? How do I integrate that into this world? It's like by putting on the lavushim, the clothing that we need. I'm going to end this here. Um, thank you all for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,